Hey, this is Alex. And Chase. And this is What Mean. Today we're going to be reviewing um, a movie I've been wanting to see for a while. It's called uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. And it's kind of, one of my friends Aaron makes this joke all the time where he's just like, I, I buy DVDs kind of like impulsively. And so like, I'll just keep stacking them up and stacking them up. And because of the quarantine, like one good thing is I have all this time now just to watch these movies that right. normally work in two jobs I never would have time to watch. And I finally just right. popped this in today. And I was just like, wow, this movie's actually pretty good. So I was just like, we need to review this. Because originally I think we are going to do you know, Back to the Future Part 2. But I was yeah. like, we can shelve that for later. Let's talk about this movie. So uh, It was really good, man. Um, I actually... Part of me was like, eh, it seems like it might be... Even though it was, it looked good, it's been so long since I've seen the promos for it. Right. And obviously the movie's been out for a little while now. And I was kind of like, oh, you know, maybe uh, maybe it's good. But also part of me was like, I don't know. I feel like I didn't hear much about it kind of right. after. So I was like, ooh, maybe it wasn't that good. You know, you didn't hear much about it after. So like, right. maybe it wasn't that good. Yeah. So I kind of went in with mixed, you know, heard some mixed reviews and went in with kind of mixed expectations. But it was much better than uh, than what I thought it would be. Right, and even on the back cover, it's talking about like all the twists and turns it has. It's very much in that old style, like I even said when we were watching it, that kind of noir, kind of like mystery Definitely. kind of thing. Like there was, there's places that I didn't even think it was going to go. Oh yeah, no, it like I think. Pro- I mean, I'm trying to think about like time wise in the movie. I feel like about halfway through, it sort of was like, oh, oh. That's a different movie than what we thought we were getting. Exactly. Like, here's where it completely turns over. So, yeah, no, it was, but it was a welcome turn. It wasn't like, oh, come on, what the fuck are they doing? It was like, oh, hell yeah. Exactly. You know? (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it's, um, I even said, like, when we were watching it, because it's like, it's a period piece, and, like, before we go into spoilers, like, I'll kind of just be like, it's kind of like a period piece. Yeah, it's a period piece, but I kind of said, this would be fun for, like, an escape room type thing, because they have, like, these elaborate, like, sets and everything. These, yeah, 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 very much so. These colorful, like, cast of characters that are really memorable and everything, mm-hmm. and um, just this kind of, like, mystery of, like, why is everybody here? Like, what's going on? Yeah, that kind well, of thing. It, it really does a great job of setting up... It sets you up and takes you one direction, and then it puts a bunch of stories within the stories so you kind of are like okay i'm on the train but i don't know where we're going or how we got it how we got on here and it kind of like it leads you to like okay this will bring you up to speed of where we're at now in a bunch of little parts whilst adding to where we're going and then it completely derails in a great way not in a bad way Derail might be a bad word for it, but it just it changes its tone to something that you didn't see coming. Right. You, you kind of right as you think you're like, oh, I see where this is going. It, yeah. It kind of comes out of left field of like, oh, never mind. This is where we're going. Like literally, like um, I I had started watching it when I was over at my dad's, mm-hmm. and it's kind of one of those things where it's like you know second time watching it like you kind of know when the parts are coming up i was like look like this part's really important kind of right. thing like and it's just like when sh- shit happens it's like oh like like mm-hmm. crap kind of thing like it takes you off guard like even yeah if- yeah there was a couple instances where i was like oh fuck where did that come from like- yeah exactly and then it's one of those also where it's like 
I feel like whenever they were acting, they had to like get it down to a T, whatever they were doing, because they would like reshoot certain scenes like from different points of view, right. and kind of get full context into what was going on. It's been, I know we've already said spoiler alert, so I'm just going to go into it. The, the scene with um, with the cars, right, where he's pulling the wiring out of the cars, like unhooking stuff so that mm-hmm. people's cars won't work, and they shoot it. John from, uh, John Hamm's John character. Hamm's character, yeah, yep. they, the detective, the inspector. Yeah. They shoot it, you know, his point of view, what he's doing, and you know, okay, well, this is why he's doing that. But in the back of my mind, I was also like, you know, at the time, it's dark, it's storming, it's a huge rainstorm going on. So I'm like, man, how would no one notice this? Like, right. especially those old cars, like, from the 50s and 60s, like, shutting the hoods on those fucking cars is loud as shit. I mean, I guess maybe somebody inside would be like, damn, there's a lot of thunder tonight. Right. But also, I'm like, somebody's got to be like, who's fucking with cars out there? And like, <laughs> peek out the window and be like, why is some dick in the rain fucking with people's cars? Like, <laughs> right. And then, but then it shows from the other perspective, like one of the other characters is looking on and like, a lot of things happen that bring her to being in the right place, right time to see him doing right, it. Right, the singer. The singer the character. Singer, yeah. yeah. A lot of things happen bringing her up to being, you know, on the other end of like, you know, seeing him and spying on him, seeing what he's doing and catching him doing it. But it it works really great because, I mean, it's shot for shot. It's redone perfectly. Right. Like, you don't even notice it. Like, I remember watching it for the first time and just seeing stuff. I'm like... Did I kind of just see this? And then, like, they would kind of just slowly, like, reveal it's like, oh, that's what's happening. And there's, like, the, there's, you meet the characters, and then, like, I kind of told you early on, we're watching it, I'm like, nothing's really, like, what it seems, kind of, like, not spoiling anything, but kind of at the same time, kind of getting, like, your mind ready. It's like, yeah, like, stuff probably, like, if you can't already tell, is going to kind of go sideways. And it definitely did. It went in a complete other direction. I mean... Basically, once um, once the singer hit the uh, fake priest with the whiskey bottle... Jeff Bridges' character, Jeff yeah. Jeff Bridges' character, yes. Once she hit him with the whiskey bottle and, you know, you see... You know, I, you know from... You can kind of ascertain from the very beginning of when that hip, the hippie chick walks in the girl from 50, right. girl from 50 shades right when she walks in i actually liked her in this movie she was good in the movie yeah, yeah she's great i didn't see the other 50 shades i saw any, trailers and that was I, all i needed yeah, to see the advertisements on tv were bad enough for it but, yeah you know uh but all that aside you know you see you know from the very beginning you know she's uh fuck you blah blah this blah blah that give me my fucking key i'm out of here don't yeah. fucking bother me like you can kind of all right, she's going to be a bit of trouble later on in the movie at some point. Right. But, you know, to what extent you obviously never see coming. And then, you know, when the singer girl hits Jeff Bridges across the dome with the whiskey bottle or with the wine bottle and takes off, that's when you're like, oh, fuck, all right. Yeah. Where do we go from here? She got interesting. Yeah, and I just like just all the twists and turns, just how, like, it was like the past kind of informed like the characters too. You kind of saw where they were coming from, and right. it, it, the feel of it kind of reminded me kind of like a mix of like a Coen Brothers movie mixed with kind of like a Quentin Tarantino. Movie. I was literally about to say it had a very Tarantino vibe. Um, it kind of um, 
especially towards the end uh, of the movie um, when they're all actually in the the main room in the casino room of the Air, the El Royale. Right. Um, it felt very much uh, hateful eight to me. Right. The I, way the way it was shot, kind of that revolving camera. Right. Um, which was beautiful. Great. I can't say enough. The cinematography in this movie it's is beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. So beautiful. That, that scene with the flower field where oh, like yeah. Chris Hemsworth character is just and, walking yeah, through it. You see him walking, and then it just slowly like without even panning out or going to a wide shot, just more characters just kind of blossom into the screen, no pun intended. Yeah. And uh, it's not very great, very, very awesomely shot movie. Cinematography's great. Um, the editing, especially cutting between the past, the present, the scenes that overlap one another, done beautifully. There were parts where um, it started, like, you know, you saw something happen from one person's perspective, and then it shifts over to this other person's perspective, and you're like, oh, uh, we're with them, and obviously this is before the thing we just saw happens. Right. But it develops into that person's perspective on the scene you just saw. And there was one or two different scenarios where that happened, and it it happened, it, it kind of came into that scene so naturally that until I saw an actual the the other person, the original person, or the action that they did happen from that person's perspective, I was like, "Oh fuck, I didn't know we were here yet." You know, like right. just, they just naturally kind of waltzed into it, and it it really transitioned super well. Right. Like it was just like <clears throat> like I know you said earlier, people kind of complained about the ending, but I'm just like, I thought the ending was great. I mean, <laughs> yes, I agree with them. It was a very fast ending it was right. fast paced it came at you kind of all of a sudden and you know really and truly the ending on the the actual the most action of the ending takes 10 minutes you know right it's the last like 10 minutes of the movie and then you have kind of that little you know that little seeing you off you know tying everything all together at the very end scene that takes a minute or two you know the movie the whole movie just ends pretty quickly but it's done well it's a brilliant ending it ties everything up with a neat little bow right at the right. end and you know even though there's there's a lot of weird stuff going on in this movie you know it feels kind of like justice served everything's good now and you're happy with the way it ends you're you're satisfied it's a satisfying ending right one of the things that kind of like, I know I get what some people complain about when they said, oh, there's some unanswered things in the movie. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the whole like the management thing. Like, right. Yeah. About you management. never find out. And it's kind of, you never find out who the tape's about. Yeah. You never find out. Like, um, and Pulp Fiction with the briefcase. It's kind of like that yeah, where it's yeah, like, yeah. kind of like a MacGuffin. It's like, oh, I know who this is kind of thing. Or it's like, mm -hmm. oh, is this what this looks like? Like a Pulp Fiction when right. they open the thing. But. You know, you never get that, you know, those couple little, I guess they're more than little questions, but you never get those couple of questions answered, but at the end of the day, at, the end, at the end of the movie, would it have added or taken away from the story at all to mm -hmm. answer them? Probably not really. Yeah. Probably not at all. 
You know, they could have thrown up fucking anybody's anything to that. T- oh, it was, this is a tape of JFK fucking Marilyn Monroe. Right. Like, okay. They serve no significance or, any, you know, if nothing else, the tape could have, you know, they said, oh, this, this tape was from two years ago. You know, they could, the tape could have been. This famous person was fucking this other famous person. Could have literally been anybody. Like, it doesn't matter. All that it could have served was maybe to help time stamp the movie a little better. Right, because it's it's obviously in the 60s. Right, yeah. It's post-Vietnam. Yeah, because you see Nixon on the TV at one point. Just talking about guerrilla warfare and everything. Right. Yeah, it's just... um, The guy, the concierge at the hotel, he's a Vietnam vet. Right. He's having war flashbacks towards the end there. That was really unexpected. I was really shocked. I was, too. I had a feeling, you know, he talks about all the evil he's done and seen. And, you know, you hear him talking about, like, I saw a man lay with a wolf. And I've seen seen senators beat hookers so bad they had to use their own linen stockings to plug up their bloody wounds. They didn't or their jaw out. so they didn't yeah. bleed out or bleed whatever. Yeah, through the mouth. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, and, you know, it's like, wow, man. And, like, you know, obviously he films the debauchery going on in these rooms and sends it off to these managers because that's part of his job. And it never, you know, thinking about it, it's kind of like, who are the managers? And why do they want this other than just to get their fucking shits and giggles off of right or you know maybe they're in it to get rich you know they're waiting for they're just sifting through all this debaucherous film and then they're saying oh well hey we got this person by the balls basically yeah we can we can blackmail these people and get money out of them or we can take it to the news and we can name our fucking price to the the journalist right that will make a name for themselves by uncovering the story you know there's so many different levels to it that they could use, but, you know, the fact that it's unanswered doesn't really hurt nor help the story. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the, this guy, he makes it like these things are the things that are his evil and his inner demons, but then you find out, like, no, what it is is the man was pressured into being a marksman and got a taste for killing when he, and was desensitized completely to killing when he was a child is by way of his upbringing. And then he ends up, he becomes a sniper in Vietnam and he kills 123 people. Yeah. And it eats him up inside after seeing some of the dead bodies that he's been the reason for. And he ends up, he can't live with himself about it. And I guess to him, if if the way I see it, if it were, you know, him being put in this situation, it's kind of, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. No one's going to bother me. I'm not going to have any problems. And all I have to do is something slightly less tilting of the moral compass than what I've already done. You know, it's, I just gotta film you know, some folks and just send it off and right, not really yeah. think about it. Like I, I don't think he even wants to know who right. it is. And, and that's the thing. And you know, he even refers to one that the one the main tape is. You know, I know. You know, the man was nice to me. 
Mm-hmm. And so I didn't send in any of his tapes. He even said so few people are nice to yeah, me, basically. Yeah, like, so few people are nice to me. And, you know, he does have at least somewhat of a moral compass, and he does see, he does have compassion and empathy towards the end there, especially. And, you know, he just, he's had a hard life, and he's in a shitty situation, but he's making the best of it, and it's like, karmically and spiritually to him, it's nowhere near as bad as the things that he's done and been forced to do so far. So if to make a peaceful life and a living for himself, he has to do this shitty thing, then it's kind of like, well, you know, at least it's not as bad as what was going on. You know, it's not ideal, but, you know, I'm not hurting anyone. I'm not the one causing the pain. I'm just doing what I'm told. I'm just... This is going to continue happening no matter what. Basically, if I'm here or not, so I might as well just be the one holding the keys, basically. Yeah, all I'm doing is just taking a film out of the camera and passing it to somebody else. Right. You know, I'm the middleman. I have no... And on the off chance, he does get to help out or de-incriminate a nice person Mm -hmm. or seemingly nice person, I guess you could say then, you know. Right. Good for him. It makes him at least get to feel a little bit better. He just wants forgiveness. Like yeah, that's, that's, the whole, that's the whole theme of him, yeah. Just he wants to he wants to try to right some of his spiritual wrongdoings. Right. And he feels he feels guilty because I think like you oh, said definitely. before, he was just kinda like whatever about things until he finally had a face to put with like, you know, the things he was doing. Right. Yeah, and then it just really sunk in. Like, I think even down to, like, you know, everything's not what it appears. Even down to, you get down to the hotel, and when they first see it, it's, you know, it's the inside, it's just, like, beautiful, like, you know, 60s place. Oh, yeah, it's a lovely place. I was actually, like, (laughs) the fire pits with with the beads around them. That thing was cool, yeah. Dude, I was like, fuck, man, I need to build one of those in the house. That's awesome. Right. (laughs) I I was about to start, like, looking on Amazon, like, where can I find fire pits and beads? Like, Right. But yeah, just like, just seeing like over time, it's like, no, it's like this place is really terrible. It's kind of like even down to like, you know, somebody that's like supposed to be like a religious figure, like the... The father, yeah. yeah. Jeff Bridges, yeah. And then find out like he's like the he's exact a, opposite. He's a fucking racist, well, somewhat. Yeah, like for the times, he was kind of like, he said he like... a product of his time. Well, I mean, yes, in the jails, racist, yes, but, but like once he got out, I feel like he was kind of just like... And honestly, I feel like he never wanted to hurt anyone because, right. you know, they were like, when they were robbing the bank in that flashback, you know, yeah, his, his, his brother was going to take the car, and the car that got wrecked, to get the evidence out of there, and he was like, no, no, you know what, on second thought, you know, I know this car is going to get picked up by the cops. I know whoever's driving this is going to go to jail. You guys get the fuck out of here. You know, I could let the new guy take the fall for this. Right. But who knows? We could probably all get in trouble. Right. But I'm going to take the hit. You guys get the fuck, you know, get the fuck out of here. Right. Stash the money and, you know, we'll figure it out and we'll go make a good life for ourselves. You know, obviously his brother gets killed. And, you know, the new guy fucks off and doesn't know where the money is. So it's like, he, you know, he kills the new guy because the new guy killed his brother. Right. But Is that who gets shot at the beginning of the movie? 
his brother gets shot at the beginning of the movie. So what he was talking about right. when he was talking to Billy Lee towards the end. Right. And, you know, he, he said uh, when he was talking about having a gun. Right. And it was like, oh, yeah, I don't have a use for one anymore. And then Billy Lee was like, who's after the money? You know, who's going to come looking for it? And he's like, nobody. There's no one left. Right. Like, that was only three of us. He just wants it the for, like, guy, sentimental value, guy, basically. You know, me and my brother did this heist, and we brought the guy in with us to to help us, and he screwed me over, killed my brother, and so I killed him, and I'm here to finish what me and my brother started, take the money, and go have the life. You know, it's more money than I'll ever spend now, because I've been in jail for the last ten years, and... You know, we had a plan, His mind you know. is fucking mush anyway, most of the time. His mind is mush. He's been in jail for 10 years. He only needs the money for one person rather than three now. Right. So, you know, it's more money than he ever planned to need, want, or spend for the rest of his life anyway. And, uh, you know, so it's like, man, the money only means enough to me because I just want to finish what me and my brother started. And I want to, you know, I want to make sure that there's at least something good comes of my brother's dying for this money. Right. So, you know, I just want to take a little bit of it and just go on about my life, live out the rest of my days without having to worry about anything and, you know, get out of trouble, get out of the system and just go, you know, eat nice dinners and hang out. Right. And I just, I liked um, that, that character and also the singer too like mm-hmm. i thought like they were i'm glad they got their happy ending at the end you know her very much so yeah being able to sing and then him you know kind of mm-hmm. just being able to kick back kind of relax you know in a way i mean the singer obviously more so than than jeff bridges character but i feel like besides the two of them the concierge to some degree especially more so in his development at the end of the movie but i feel like those were really the only characters, and maybe, you know, John Hamm's character. Oh, yeah. But he's dead already from... He what? died early. He dies early on in the movie. Spoilers, by the way. Yeah, we were disappointed. <laughs> um, you know, he dies early on in the movie, but, you know, of the main ones that make it, or almost make it, he, the two of them, the, the girl, you know, the singer more so than Jeff Bridges' character, are really kind of the most human of of all of the ones in the movie, they right. have they have substance to them in a way that is, while obviously much different than that of me, you, or most people walking down the street, the human element's still there, and the relatability, the the connection you can establish with them, where you know you kind of out of everybody those are kind of like you, you start rooting for them right you know you're like well fuck man like all this crazy shit's happening and something bad's gonna happen but like i hope these two you know i feel like the car scene when she's got the gun pointed at him right and he's just like <coughs> I'm not, I'm not. and they're uh you know they're starting to yeah you know they're they're getting on the same page i feel like that is the scene where you're like you know what Fuck everything else that's going on. I hope these two get out. Right. I hope these two make it. You know, obviously, some horrible shit's about to go down on the other end of the the hotel where the rest of these people are because there's guns going off, people getting shot, cult stuff, drug overdosing, and, you know, brainwashing and things like that, and the wrong people getting tagged with a shotgun blast. Right. 
you know, miscommunications or misinformation causing people to die that probably don't need to die. You know, obviously, we got a, ta a tangled web weaved over here, but, you know, hopefully these two can just snag the money, cop it 50-50, and get the hell out of there before, you know, anything bad happens to them. And right. You, all, you Ultimately, you know, you get that good happy ending at the end. You know, it's not ideal, the circumstances, quite clearly, but, you know, it's... Uh, you at least get to see that that bit of karmic justice and closure towards the end of like, okay, well, you know, the two that we, uh, at least the two we liked the most made it out of there. Right. And made something of themselves. They made, they're okay. Right. Yeah, I really, um, I mean, we could sit here and be like, well, what about, what happened with this character? What happened with that one, right. you know? But um, overall, like, we both really liked it. Um, Great movie, yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd watch it again. Yeah, I'd highly recommend. Yeah, you know the the surprise is is uh, the surprise element right. is gone, but just to some of the su more subtle nuances in their developments and backstories and things, right? Things that even though I feel like I grasp the necessary bits, you know, things that I may not have fully seen or you know caught on to right at the very beginning because the movie right. was quite well written right you know it felt almost like a book like i'm i'm kind of interested to see if it's like a book adaptation or I'd, not i'd like to read it if it was i feel like it might dive deeper into some of those unanswered questions as well right but um yeah i'd love to see um you know while obviously they clearly set it up that there's never going to be a sequel or anything right you know those questions are always going to be unanswered unless maybe there's a book out there that could uh, answer them for us, but, you know, I, th I just think that, you know, a second watch would be well worth it for this movie, just to dive a little deeper, see what else you can, see what else you can see and unearth, or, you know, kind of infer to, right. given the context clues and stuff with the writing and everything, so, I'd watch it again. Right, it's one of those that definitely, like, benefits from like a second rewatch just like you said yeah. just to kind of just take it all in right and kind of just beyond just like oh like you know i'm just watching for like you said just like the you know seeing what's going on it's like now it's like oh i'm so detailed there like foreshadowing there that kind right. of thing yeah you don't you don't have to you can watch it a little more critically because you're not you're not trying to process everything right as it happens you kind of you already know what's going to happen and you're you're ahead of the curve on that so you can take your time diving deeper into each scene and uh, kind of picking it apart a little bit more on right. more than just the surface level that it, that you're presented with. Right, exactly. So uh, I really enjoyed watching this with you, and I really enjoyed reviewing it too. Definitely, me too. Yeah, so we'll um, hopefully we'll have that commentary up. If not, I'll definitely have some more content out there for you guys pretty soon. This quarantine has been really good for making new definitely. stuff. So, uh, yeah, like, uh, that, that's it from me, and uh, thanks for listening.